What up, people? It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast, and I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. It's your boy. I'm Chris Adam, one of the official place to get you anything and everything pertaining to the social media, YouTube streets. I got living. I'm living swell. And welcome to another edition of I'm Chris Adam, one podcast, episode 158. How y'all living? I'm living swell. Okay, we got a jam-packed show. Let's get right into it. Shall we do it? Uh, first, I like to send my condolences to the friends and family of Takeoff, one of the original members, founders of the Amigos. The Amigos have been blazing a trail in this hip hop uh, era. They have X'd out in stone their. Uh, path and their music uh, really blowing up uh, Atlanta, the ATL, uh, you know, setting trends, particularly with their penmanship, their lyrics. You know, the one thing a lot of people don't really give the Amigos a lot of credit in and give them kudos in is their wordplay and the way how they lace those lyrics. Uh, I mean, you know, everyone looks at, you know, everyone looks at the outside stuff, the bling, uh, the blang uh, with their lyrics, you know, with the uh, chirping and, and the sound effects and things of that nature. But if you really pay attention to their their lyrics, they, they had some real great bars on a lot of their music even though a lot of their music is you know even though it's uh cultivated in hip-hop you know it it really uh garnered a lot of success in the pop chart a lot of you know people you know transition from pop music and i've seen this when when i first heard about the amigos i knew that these guys were going to be big i mean uh, there I say, I feel like these guys were like the Beatles of hip hop. And a lot of people don't give the Amigos their credit. And um, But, you know, this segment is unfortunately not about the Amigos and where they rank in the hip hop movement and in the hip hop culture. This is more so of paying homage and paying respect uh, giving this man his flowers, take off of the Amigos. I feel like uh, we look at the other three guys, uh, we, you know, take off was the last person a lot of people garnered at or a lot of people uh, said that he's the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest one in the group, the most talented one in the group. Um you know, take off was just take off, you know, uh, take off was sit back in the cut. And I felt like take off did a disservice to himself uh, by just sitting in the back and allowing his other uh, cousins and brothers. I mean, his, his cousins to flourish uh, in a lot of their tracks. I feel like take off was the Chris Bosch of the Amigos. You know, you had LeBron James, you had Dwayne Wade. Well, takeoff was Chris Bosh. Yeah, he could have, uh, you know, blazed his own trail, blazed his own pattern, rode his own wave, so to say, 
and um, done it that way. But he, he sacrificed the most for us to get some great music from uh, uh, the uh, from the Amigos when you talk about Offset um, and uh, Quavo. So uh, to me, uh, Takeoff really didn't get his flowers when he's a, when he was alive. Uh, you had to really pay attention and be embedded in this movement that we call hip hop to appreciate the sacrifices that Takeoff did for that group. Now, over the course of time, you know, slowly but surely, we started seeing uh, Takeoff, you know, really start to rise and risen from all oh, he's just one of the members one of the members of the amigos um you know if in the early stages of takeoff he had several um several tracks out there underground tracks out there you know by himself but when you look at takeoff he sacrificed the most for this group and he lost his life and it's kind of sad that uh, he lost his life at, you know, you know, a lot of people saying that uh, he lost his life because he was shooting dice with the, he, he just fell in with the wrong crowd. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, uh, uh, there, there was arguing over dice and this, that, and the third when this first was brought to our attention. But then later on, when the information started trickling in and everyone putting their uh, Magnum PI hats on, we started, you know, we as the social media, as social media started piecing together a lot of video footage and piecing together a lot of people that were there. And uh, it was just a tragic uh, terms of situation. It was just a tragic situation. If this was, you know, if you had to do this over and over and over again, if you had to do this 10 times over, I think eight or nine of those times, it will result the same way, unfortunately. But uh, I want to give a, uh, you know, I want to give my flowers and my respect to uh, take off and his um, friends and family, the amigos. And this is a soul that we're going to basically miss um, in hip hop. Now, a lot of people feel like, well, he didn't really do enough projects. Well, he didn't really... Um, step out of the shadows of Quavo and uh, Offset, and we still have those cats, and uh, you know they're they're going to continue to be around. But to me, I felt like something needed to be said about uh, Takeoff, and like I said, Takeoff did some uh, wonderful things uh, to uh, to this hip hop game. He provided so much to this hip-hop game. So I, I just felt like not a lot of people were giving him his flowers. A lot of people were not giving him his respect. But, you know, RIP to uh, take off. Okay. So, um, nevertheless, let's go ahead and get into some other topics. But I just wanted to... Uh, spend some time on him. And like I said, he's going to be sadly missed. And that's a huge hole uh, that's not going to be filled anytime soon. Uh, 
And I really didn't feel this way since I haven't felt this way. And I don't know these guys personally, um, but I haven't felt the way that I feel right now since uh, when Tupac was taken away from us and then Biggie was taken away from us uh, after that. And it was like a huge void in hip hop. Now, uh, I'm not going to say that Takeoff was on the, the, the on the, that same type of feel as Tupac and Biggie, but uh, uh, I felt like there's a lot of music that's going to be unfortunately left behind that unfortunately Takeoff didn't have an opportunity to uh, mix and record. Now, I'm pretty sure they have projects in the cut, uh, in the vault that they're going to be re releasing uh, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, as far as an, an album, just a, a solo takeoff album. You know, he did uh, uh, do a collaboration with Quavo uh, that was uh, built on Cuban links. That's already out uh, that we can all uh, just listen to. He had a song called Messy. Now, a lot of people were going through that video and saying, you know, well, look at this and look at that, you know, and basically saying that uh, when he was, if he would have paid attention to this video, he would have saw his faith in this video. And, you know, I'm not that type of person that would do that. I'm, I'm not that person that goes, that do the, the aluminum tinfoil hat type of uh, procrastinating as far as um, what this sign meant and what, when he said this, what that meant, and this, that, and the third, the clothes that he had on, the designs on the clothes, what that meant. I'm not going to go uh, into all that, but uh, now Lovely T uh, did a, a great documentary on that. I suggest you guys go check out her YouTube channel. Uh, she uh, pointed out a lot of things in the messy video as well as um, the timeline leading all the way up to his uh, passing. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got on that. Let's uh, get into some um, more topics and, and things of that nature. And we're going to go, um, we're going to uh, move from this topic once again, RIP to uh, take off. And just transition into another topic. Like sands in hourglass, these are the days of our lives. Let's transition into as the Kyrie Irving world turns. The saga continues with Kyrie Irving. Now, if you've been living under a rock, allow your boy to explain. I talked about this at nauseum. On my YouTube channel, I'm Christodon1. Go check that out. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. I also did a live stream uh, talking about the events of Kyrie Irving on Just My Opinion podcast. That, too, is a YouTube channel. Subscribe and enjoy. You will not be disappointed. But we got into the complex web that Kyrie weaved uh, in this controversy that shouldn't have been a controversy of Kyrie Irving. And I told you guys, Kyrie Irving has a hidden agenda by going through all that. And let's just get into the story itself. 
basically Kyrie Irving uh, felt like it was a great idea to tweet a link to a movie that deemed that that movie was deemed to be heavily negative towards the Jewish race and the Jewish community. He uh, tweeted the link and he didn't delete the link. He just he just stood on his own 10 uh, toes, 10 toes down, definitive uh, and also keeping the, the uh, tweet up. Now, Kyrie Irving was given numerous opportunities through the press to explain himself. Why did he tweet it, that link? Did he understand uh, the information that he was uh, tweeting with his Twitter page of this link, of this movie that was heavily negative had a false narrative about the Jewish community and the Jewish race. Did he understood fully what he was doing and was also given multiple opportunities, not just one or two times, multiple opportunities to attempt to do the right thing. Now, he didn't have to necessarily do the right thing, but just to attempt to do the right thing. He refused to do it because once again, this man is stubborn. He's, he, he, he stood 10 toes down on this hot mess of a dumpster fire. And I always told you guys that how Kyrie Irving is, he has a hidden agenda by going through this stuff. He had numerous opportunities to clear the air. sort of say, if, if you're not going to apologize, at least clear the air. And he failed to do so. Um, the the owner was trying to get in contact with Kyrie Irving, and then finally, uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, owner suspended Kyrie Irving for five games without pay. And during this transcript that was read through the media, he dealt. He felt like Kyrie Irving was unfit to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, even Donald Sterling, not Donald Sterling, uh, Adam Silver got involved, uh, uh, released a statement. Uh, There was several NBA players that were not co-signing to what Kyrie Irving said and did. And uh, that's when Kyrie Irving took to social media, took to Instagram. It would have been nice if he would have went back to Twitter but took to Instagram to offer his deep apology about what he did. He also deleted the tweet, but that was after the fact. But uh, basically apologizing of the errors of his way. He didn't do a, a public apology and that kind of rubbed people the wrong way about it. Um, I look at it like this. If, if you're going to tweet some misinformation, the least you can do is uh, when you realize you made a mistake and you're realizing that you have to apologize, you can at least tweet tweet your apology. I didn't expect Kyrie Irving to go on live or on a live stream or 
you know, why he's with a bunch of reporters and apologize right then and there. It would have been nice, but I felt like uh, however you uh, misled people, what tactics you use to mislead the pe- people, then you should do the exact same thing when uh, you get caught and you have to uh, apologize, at, at least, okay? And uh, Kyrie Irving offered some money to uh, uh, to the Jewish community, as well as the as well as the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, as of right now, Kyrie Irving humbly ex- uh, went on and apologized. The Jewish community uh, accept his apology, and uh, now. Everyone's looking at, well, when Kyrie Irving's going to come back to play basketball. A lot of people felt like the punishment was too harsh. The players uh, union thought it was too harsh. When you uh, look at LeBron James, LeBron James uh, wasn't too happy with with Kyrie Irving. But after the apology, uh, LeBron James said that the punishment may be a little bit too harsh. Uh, so a lot of people were coming to the defense of Kyrie Irving on the standpoint of this punishment did not meet merit on what Kyrie Irving did. And Kyrie Irving um, w- did apologize. OK. I told you guys in a live stream as well as a video, uh, I felt like this was a tactic Kyrie Irving was using. Uh, to get out and under from the Brooklyn Nets. If you look at the Brooklyn Nets, and let's fall back a little bit, uh, Kyrie Irving, as of right now, is playing for another max contract. And the only way he's going to get another max contract, if he takes the Brooklyn Nets, not only to the NBA Finals, but to win and grab a championship. There will be a multitude on top of multitude of teams that will be willing to kick the tires around as far as giving Kyrie Irving a max contract. Kyrie Irving will have to be on his best behavior and have a phenomenal MVP candidate season. Okay, so that's the reason why Kyrie Irving, um, you know, were, you know, was, you know, it took him so long to apologize because he felt like in the back of his mind, if he would accept, if he went on and apologized that he did something wrong, it will, he would be like fumbling the bag and screwing up the bag. Okay. So that's the perspective of one Kyrie Irving. Uh, to me, I always felt that Kyrie Irving was, uh, you know, this was a hidden agenda. Kyrie Irving wanted to uh, screw, mess up the bag, but uh, fumble the bag because he realized that the Brooklyn Nets are not going anywhere in the early stages of this season. Even though the season is still in its early stages, he felt like if we continue to have Steve Nash as the coach and uh, him and Steve Nash are not on the best uh, the best line as far as uh, player coach relationship uh, wasn't a and he wasn't a big fan of Steve Nash. He felt like if he can get up and out from Brooklyn and go someplace else, he can have that star studded MVP type of season and uh, where he can get another max contract because uh, I personally think a lot of 
analysts personally think that this is Kyrie Irving's uh Kyrie Irving is missing his opportunity as far as uh getting another max contract all right and now he's really mix, um, uh, messing up his bag uh to be perfectly honest with you with this recent uh controversy of Ky- of Kyrie Irving uh the bag is extremely going to miss be mixed uh mess up because of what Kyrie Irving has done thus far. Um uh, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs. And Kyrie Irving should have known better. Uh now a lot of people are coming to Kyrie Irving's uh defense, in, including LeBron James. You know, Shannon Sharp or a lot of people are coming to his defense saying that it's not fair, yada, 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 and and, and this. But I felt like Kyrie Irving uh, took the blunt of the blame if he would just simply apologize uh, and then life would have went on for Kyrie Irving. So that's all I got to say on Kyrie Irving. But if you look at what has been transpiring seems like he's on good terms with the owner of the Brooklyn Nets good terms with the commissioner uh he's on an understanding term with uh the representatives of the Jewish community he did apologize uh I feel like he will apologize again at some point when the media is allowed to interview him I, f- I feel like that's going to come and I feel like this will be behind Kyrie Irving, but he has already lost his deal with Nike. Nike says they're not sure if they're going to re-collaborate again. If you look at what uh, sponsors Kyrie Irving had had left, other than Nike, that was pretty much it. So uh, Kyrie Irving has a lot of explaining to do. And Kyrie Irving has to understand that, you know, you can't just say whatever you want to say. But I still do believe Kyrie Irving, this is all a hidden agenda. And Kyrie Irving just want to get out of this situation. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are willing to uh, trade Kyrie Irving from up from up out of there. They did promote Jock Vaughn as the head coach. Uh, so... Yeah, we're we're gonna have to wait and see on that. But yeah, that's that's all I got for episode one fifty eight. Hope everyone thoroughly uh, was entertained and enjoyed this episode. I will see you guys on the next one. We're gonna go back consistently uploading episodes. Now I know it's been a couple of weeks since I uploaded uploaded my previous episode. I do apologize, but we're gonna start. We're gonna start from one, okay? We're gonna we're gonna start as far as cons- consecutive weeks. We have I'm Chris Adam One podcast. So, guys, it's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. Coming to you guys live from coast to coast. I'm up out of here. Outro.